Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Broken Vessels Mended by God. I hope that you are doing well. My name is Ruth Douthit, and I'm a teacher of God's Word, and I started this podcast to share Bible studies with all my listeners for encouragement and hope. In this particular series, we're going over hope in the Psalms, where you can find the message of hope throughout the Psalms. We are in Lesson 6, looking at six dif- or seven different Psalms over the course of time, and we are in Lesson 6. So let us begin. In our last lesson, we looked at Psalm 91, which was a poem of David about abiding safely in the presence of God. This lesson, we will look at Psalm 103, which is an inner dialogue David has about God's mercies. Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Now explain a time, think about a time, reflect on a time when you had an inner dialogue with yourself to encourage yourself. That's pretty much what this psalm happens to be. Now to keep it in proper context, we always ask the journalistic questions so that we can make sure it's in proper context. Who wrote it? It's a psalm of King David. What is it? It was written as a poem, as an inner dialogue David had with himself to encourage himself. Where? They think it was probably written in Jerusalem. When? Scholars believe it was probably written in the latter years of his life. Why? Many believe David needed encouragement after a crisis and longed to praise God after deliverance from that crisis. And how it was written? Well, it was penned as a poem of praise, a great encouragement to us as we read it. So if you have your Bibles or a Bible app, open it up to Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So you can see that David was writing this as a way to encourage himself and to focus on the things that God has done throughout his life. And is that something that we need to do from time to time? Absolutely. Especially right now when everything around us is so chaotic and crazy and seems uh, uncertain We have a tendency to focus on our circumstances when the Bible clearly tells us to focus on God. And that's what David's doing here. He's praising God as he looks back over his life at the tender mercies that God has given him. Now, everyone can use encouragement from time to time, right? Even Jesus had the angels minister to him in the wilderness and in the Garden of Gethsemane. Encouraging one another is essential in life, especially in the Christian walk. I realized years ago that I have the gift of encouragement. It's one of my spiritual gifts. But I must confess, it is much easier for me to encourage others than myself. My inner voice tends to be very negative and demeaning and critical. And perhaps that's why I love Psalm 103 so much. This poem provides an inner dialogue that all believers can have if they memorize it. King David, ever the poet, penned some beautiful words to praise his God during a great time of crisis. How many of us think to praise God during a crisis? I know I struggle with that. 
I, like most people, tend to focus more on the circumstances rather on the Lord. Now King David tells us to bless, which means adore and worship, the Lord at all times, not just when things are going well, but at all times. And he tells us how to bless the Lord in our soul and in all that is within us. David wrote here of his inner being. So what does praising God with our inner soul, our inner being, look like? Ever the storyteller, David starts his poem by describing our God. And forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. So our story begins with God and all that he has done for us. And then David reminded himself and the people about their history with Moses. He takes them all the way back. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. Why do you think David started with an overview about Israel's history here? Maybe, just maybe, David needed to remember all that God had done for his people. As we discussed in previous lessons here in this podcast about the hope in the Psalms, how does reflecting on God's goodness help you when you are experiencing great trials? Whether fiction or nonfiction, a good storyteller sets up the story as a journey. And here in Psalm 103, David takes his readers on a journey through time. He begins by describing God and all that he has done for him. The Lord is slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. By focusing on the mercies of God, David comforts himself. Why is it important to point others to the consequences of their sin and then to the mercies of God? Think about it. Well, by pointing to the mercies of God, they will have hope, won't they? The world's ways lead to death, but God's ways lead to hope and life. Paul wrote about that in Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's the hope that Christ died for us to pay our debt to God while we were still sinners. David understood that we are a forgetful people. He was surrounded by people who often forgot that God is holy above all and merciful. So they fell into sin over and over again and displeased God repeatedly, including David. And David definitely could attest to that pattern of behavior while looking back over his own life. Even though he had a close personal relationship with God, he still sinned against him and even tried to hide his sins from an all-seeing God. But does that sound like me and you? Yes. By focusing on God's mercy in the midst of great trials, and we, when we think about everything that David did with his sin with Bathsheba, we find comfort because our God is slow to anger. 
and has not dealt with us according to our sins. He could have and probably should have struck David dead, but he didn't. He gave him mercy. And even though he took the infant child away from David and Bathsheba, God could have struck David down, but he didn't. And if God dealt with us justly for our sins, we'd all be dead. Read Psalm 104:35. May sinners be consumed from the earth and the wicked one be no more. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Instead, God gives us mercy. He gave us Jesus, the perfect sacrifice for our sins. We are a forgetful people, just like the Israelites in history. We love to remember wars and heroes of war and historical figures and other things, but we forget God all the time. Why? Probably because we love to give ourselves credit for doing great things and winning great wars and, you know, starting great countries and everything. But when we are under stress, we rarely reflect on all that God has done for us. Remembering the good works of the Lord is what makes all that stress and anxiety disappear. And Paul wrote about that in Philippians 4. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then what did Paul instruct believers to do? He wrote, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Who or what is Paul describing? Who or what is noble and just and pure and lovely and of good report and virtuous and praiseworthy? That's right, he's describing Jesus. David wrote, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So how can we apply all that we've learned in Psalm 103? Man in light of God. We have a tendency to look at God in light of ourselves when it should be the other way around. And King David took his readers on a journey. We Christians would be wise to notice this pattern when we study all scripture. God is a storyteller, the master storyteller. He draws us in, takes us on a journey, and then waits patiently as we figure out his message. He does this because he is also the master teacher. And when you study David's Psalms, you definitely see that he was fully aware of these attributes of God. We see a similar pattern of storytelling in David's Psalms. First we see the character of God. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. Next, David focuses on mankind in light of God. In Psalm 103.15 he starts, as for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, he flourishes, for the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. So see how he starts us off with God, and in contrast, he has us look at man. Finally, David reminded himself and us 
of that contrast. In verse 17, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to do them. So we are finite, and God is infinite. We are sinners, but God is merciful, and his mercy is everlasting. David reminds God's forgetful people of his covenant promises, and that, and what awaits those who keep their side of the covenant. David understood that God is merciful to us, and so shouldn't we be merciful to others? We read about that in Galatians 5 and Psalm 30. God is our good father. Our earthly fathers often showed us mercy and pitied us, but they were imperfect, right? God is infinitely better and showed us infinite pity. Therefore, we should bless him always. If we were shown mercy, we need to show mercy to others who have harmed us. There is a hope in the Psalms that we need when we are in the midst of great trials. We have a merciful, loving, perfect Father who remains faithful. Faithful to us even when we are unfaithful to Him. When everything around us fails us, God never fails. When everything we love is gone, our God remains. That is what separates us from the hopeless world, and we would be wise to remember that. Lastly, in David's beautiful Psalm 103, he lectures all of creation about who God is. In verse 19, he begins, The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. So who does he lecture here? He starts with God's angels, the hosts, the divine army of God, God's ministers or his servants, his works within his dominions, and all of us down to our soul. So David finishes this beautiful poem by admonishing himself and all readers of this poem to bless the Lord, worship, adore God, because he alone is worthy of our praise and worship. Our inner dialogue should focus on God at all times. When we lack encouragement from those around us, we can always talk to God and reflect on all that he has done for us and then rejoice in him. That's the kind of encouragement we can use daily. This world and everything in it will fail us. So why not focus on what never fails? This world is perishing. So why not focus on what will never perish? Take time today to worship God by reading Psalm 103 to him and ask God to change that inner dialogue that you have with yourself. I do. I try not to be as critical and demeaning and instead just spend time reminding myself of everything that God has done for me over my life. It really does make a difference. So what did you learn about God in this lesson that challenged you and comforted you? Thank you so much for joining me today for this lesson on Psalm 103, Hope in the Psalms. I hope that you found hope today by reading this psalm and encouragement and inspiration. So go tell someone what you've learned. That's what makes God real to others, is when you share 
what he has done in your life. And until next time, God bless.